Hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekend Rental. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. This is episode 90. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. All right, this is a duo episode. No Nate. Uh, he may join us later. We'll see. So uh, as of now, it'll be Andy and I taking you through this one. Uh, as always, if you enjoy our content, you can find other great podcasts, articles, videos and more all geeky related whether it be beer wrestling movies music video games all over at geekade.com what's your geek <sighs> we survived the holidays we did and 2020 Somehow. almost well it's not not quite yet we got it's another true. day i saw a great uh meme today that was like a uh, fair warning mad max took place in 2021 so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure we might still be in trouble. I don't know. Got through the holidays okay? Yeah. It's just another normal holiday, right? Nothing different this year? No. At all? Large gatherings, parades, <laughs> department store Santas. Yeah. It sounds like we might have a Nate joining us shortly, so. Oh, good. Well, let's, well let, we were talking about doing a Byron and Burn episode, and we might get there, but let's 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 talk about our Christmas uh, gaming endeavors. So, you mentioned the kids got some some gaming goodies when we were talking before the show. Yeah, we uh we got a one up uh cocktail cabinet. Nice. Uh, Smith Pac Man. It's got like the wood grain on the side of the old arcade cabinets. I love that. I do too. It's excellent. That. Uh, that finish on it it's pretty good and uh yeah cocktail cabinet and i thought those things were a lot smaller than they were because you know just like the regular cabinets are they're an arcade cabinet but smaller but these cabinet these are these uh cocktails are maybe slightly smaller but they're really not that much off of probably what a real cabinet would be now does it it's got two player i assume right so you got controls on each end and everything yeah i mean all those games are just basically back and forth, right? It just flips right. the screen. Yep. For each turn. <laughs> yeah, there's no but, co-op two player. There wouldn't be co-op two player or anything that old in Namco, no. right? No. That's still really cool though. Does it have um mono sound or is it stereo speakers? The uh, it has speakers coming out of each side, so Okay. So it must have stereo then. Yeah. I, I would assume. It seems like most of the newer ones like that have the two speakers for stereo, so Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's got pretty much every Pac-Man game you'd want, and some game Pac-Man games you don't want. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Pac-Land. is that the goofy? Th- yeah, is that the oh Pac-Land like not, the the platformer? The platformer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not great. Not, that's really not good. Um, Pac-Mania looks really good, but it sucks. And Pac-Mania is like the pseudo three D ish one. Yeah, like the pre-rendered, yeah. like, and you're in the Legos and all yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a Lego course, yep. I know yeah. what you're talking about. You can jump in that one, but other than that, you know, you can't see where the ghosts are half the time, so. Yeah. I, I don't like that one. Super Super Pac-Man, I actually like that one quite a bit. That's the one where you have to get, like, keys to open up gates and stuff like that. Sure. And you, you have Dig Dug 2 on there, right? Is it the same yeah. as NES? Yes. 
Okay, so, so that's a great game then. Yeah, me and my wife have been playing that one quite a bit. Yeah, um, and Rally X, is that, I assume? No, that one's not really? on there. Okay, that one's yeah. always included. Yeah, so outside of, you know, the two Dig Dugs and the Pac-Mans, you got Galga and Galaxian, which they're fine, but, you know, I like I like shooters, but those are almost too basic. Galaxian is rough. Like I don't, I don't think Galaxian's a good game. Well, it does not hold up. I, I can't enjoy it because I've yeah. got that cabinet that's got it too, and I just don't. And Gallag yeah, is fine just, for like five minutes, right? Like you play one game, walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Invaders. You know, just I just can't dig Space Invaders. Really. Sure. <laughs> Which that's Galaxian for the most part, but overall, it's uh pretty nice and i can use it as a table so yeah that's, that's the awesome part. when i'm not using it just put <laughs> put some other stuff on yeah i think that's kind of smart idea i saw uh like they're starting to ship out those pinball tables for our kid one up so i'll be curious to see what those do um yeah in the near future but yeah we uh we had a little bit of gaming excitement too at our household i think santa brought Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity to my son. Um, mm. He's been really into Breath of the Wild, so that seemed to be a good match. And then jointly, my kids got uh, Mario Kart. Is it Super Circuit? Is that the AR game? So they've got the Mario oh. car for that. We have yet to open it, but I think I'm going to buy the, the Luigi one when I can find it because we've got the Switch and the Switch Lite, and then they can both play. Yep. But, yeah. <clears throat> and then a ton of mario lego kits my son got he had the starter kit he had another smaller one now he's got bowser's castle and like three other kits so jeez wow we'll have hours of lego to do at some point does he uh so like my son wants to build it on it's like okay that's the fun part i built it but it seems like the mario ones there's extra stuff does he kind of hang in there and play that no, stuff more or? not really he hasn't busted out the kits after the initial go, um, I think the fun for him is that assembly, and then after yeah. that, there's a little bit of like laying out your course that he think is thinks is neat. But I suspect these will probably get built and then collect dust. But yeah, they're still cool. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I got that Doctor uh, Ape at Christmas 2020, which is uh, a reskinning of Doctor Mario. I think it's like. Dr. COVID or something, you know, <laughs> to wrap up 2020. So Christmas theme colors. I haven't put it in yet, but I get those every year. They're kind of fun. Yeah. And you guys got some switch games too. You were saying. Yeah. So we pretty much rounded out the first party Nintendo. Uh, we got, uh, let's see. Yoshi's crafted world. It's a good one. Yeah. It's not bad for the kids. Um, I guess I don't know how good it is for us, but. <laughs> yeah, I like the visuals. Yeah. I don't like the gameplay. Yeah, my wife's been playing with the kids with that one. Sure, uh, Mario Maker Two, which is pretty good so far. They um, added a lot of stuff into that, right? Like, there's two player and stuff now, and you can do worlds. Yeah, and, yeah. I need to get back in there. Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff. Even like the single player is pretty good too, for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, I enjoyed the, that uh, story or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I got Fire Emblem, have not started it. 
kind of intimidated by it, but <laughs> well, you can do like the baby version this time, right? Like where you don't lose characters and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Do training wheels on? No, no yep. harm in that. Yep. I think we got a Paw Patrol <clears throat> game too. So, oh. but I haven't tried that one. I bet that's riveting. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's probably the best of the bunch. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Screw Mario. Paw Patrol. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, speaking of like my son playing Breath of the Wild, I guess I might as well get an, give an update on that because we talked about that a couple episodes ago. So um, this week he beat. So last week he finished two um, Divine Beasts within about an hour and a half. He went back and did the final step on one he needed and completed the bird one in under an hour, <clears throat> pretty much by himself. Again, I only read the text to him because he can't read all of that. And then he spent three days struggling against Thunderblight Ganon. And then this week he, without my help at all, beat Ganon. Uh, Jeez, came home Monday wow. night and he was done. So he is officially finished. Finished that game. And like he'd already had the Master Sword. He'd gotten his giant horse, which he's a dork because he's a big fan of uh, jelly on YouTube. He's just like, I guess a lot of kids like jelly, but so his horses are named jelly. Then you get the giant horse. So he named that one big jelly. Uh, he also has a, uh, salamander pet in real life that is named jelly. So here, there's a theme here, but <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was kind of happy that he did that. And like, for the most part, just kind of went for it. The only thing is, is I had made the promise cause he wanted the motorcycle and all that stuff. Right. And I was like, no, you don't have that. That's DLC. I haven't paid for that. And I played the game on Wii U, so I had always intended on buying the DLC for Wii U, right? So he beats it, and I was like, fine. So last night, I was like, you're right, I said I'd give it to you. So I made a colossal mistake, um, and I went to the store, and I bought it. I bought the DLC under my profile, because every game I've bought is shareable between profiles, right? Downloaded oh, no. it, booted it up, it will not work, and I don't know... And I read a Reddit ahead of time that sort of confirmed that it would work. So I wasn't worried about it. Everything else has worked. And uh, and I don't know if it's a thing where, like, my profile is the main on mine. So maybe if he was playing on my Switch, his account could do it. But that doesn't fix anything because the save file is on his Switch. Um, so anyway, I ended up buying this thing, getting just pissed. And then having to go in and, like, spend another 20 bucks and buy it again under his name, which is just kind of bullshit. Maybe it... I mean, some of it's on me, I'll admit. But... I don't know. It's like weird because everything else works. Why would a DLC pass not transfer? Yeah, you can, so you can't set up an expectation like that and then change yeah. it for the extra stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I should have done more homework, whatever. He's still having fun with it. I mean, arguably it'll be worth the 40 bucks, I guess, but I'm kind of pissed because I'm certainly not going to buy it a third time and play it with my save file on the Wii U. So I guess I'm either starting over or just never experiencing it, which is probably fine. But he's already been knocking out DLC content left and right, so. What was all in that? So there's some extra shrines and trials. Like, the first thing he did was this thing where you pick up this weapon, and the weapon gives you one-hit ability, um, but it has to recharge. So you can one-hit every enemy, but you only have a quarter heart the entire time, so you have to clear these massive areas and then defeat the shrines on this quarter of a heart. And mm. then you get a bunch of stuff, and then there's the trials. So you can go through these kind of, um, I guess, arena type settings where you start out with nothing, bare bones, and have to work your way up 
stage by stage. And eventually, too, you can also unlock... There's some new armor, and then you can also unlock the mount, which is that motorcycle that you can ride around. But I don't really know what all of it is. I just know there's more for him to do, and he's enjoying it. So, And I have two of them. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how he likes... Um... Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Like the st- It's a if, lot different. If, yeah, if the like the story and like the similarity will make him pull through it or Yeah. He played a little bit of it and I think he got a kick out of the fact that he could just like demolish fifty enemies at once, but he's gone right back to Breath of the Wild again, played like New Game Plus. In fact he was like rerunning Ganon last night three times for no reason. Huh. I don't know why, but <clears throat> Yeah, so that was a big accomplishment. So, and a frustration, I guess, but, uh, for those listening, uh, well, we've also got Nate here now. Nate, welcome. Thank you guys. Yeah. Glad you could make it. We were just getting through the holiday stuff. Figured we'd, we'd start off the holiday things and gifts and everything. You get anything amazing game wise, gaming related? Oh man. Um, typically I get something from my mom uh some kind of nintendo game uh i think she always works with my wife somehow and uh i have a spreadsheet obviously and like how it's somehow this weird technology called cell phones yeah i just leave it up on every computer just in case and so i mean every year i think i got Mm. what was it a couple years ago like felix uh the cat maybe for christmas um and so this year, my mom did buy me a couple of video games, which is just so funny being, you know, 36 years old and excited that my mom buys me video games, which I can totally buy on my own. So uh, it's still there's that nostalgia factor, you know, parents buy you a video game. Uh, so I did get two NES games this year, and uh, one of them was Lethal Weapon. Don't know uh-huh. anything about it. Never have seen it before. I was talking to Ryan over lunch, and that's just not one that you see. I don't know if it's expensive or not, yeah. but I mean, it's I've seen um, it many times for Super Nintendo, never in person for NES. So yeah. it's at the very least highly uncommon, I would imagine. If you and I have yeah, run into probably it, probably highly terrible, right? I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I get a kick out of what my mom picks. I know she goes online somewhere and is shopping away. And, and so I just, I just find it funny to see which ones and why she picks what she picks. And so the second one was uh GI Joe Atlantis. And she's like, well, I know you love GI Joes and I can't <laughs> believe you didn't have this. And I was like, well, there's a lot of games out there that I don't have. Yeah. So that one again is um, harder to find. I feel like, mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the other one? I think that it's a white label. Yeah, the other one I feel is like that is one more harder combo, to find than the other combo, one. Or yeah, are they I, the same? I think Atlantis is the harder to find. I, I could be wrong. Okay, now, that's kind of a contra knockoff, right? I think so. Yeah. So added a couple of games to uh, to the collection, which is kind of cool, and uh, uh, scored a whole bunch today as well, which was pretty awesome. So scored uh, all games. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah scored some games. I, I had someone reach out. They had a handful of stuff, and that's why I was asking if anybody needed Bucky O'Hare. 
but it was complete in box and they knew it was worth something. And I wasn't really interested in paying up for that. Complete in box, market value, 350 bucks, yeah, which right. is insane. Loose car, 135, I think is what it's going for. But So what anyways. else did you get out of, out of that deal then? I got a couple of GameCube games. Uh, so I did get Mario Sunshine in there, which I guess is people are going crazy for. It, and yeah. then I got um, a Mega Man game I've never seen before. The collection? It's called, uh, no, Mega Man Network. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I'm sure it does, but it just doesn't look right. It looks fake, but it's not. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, a handful of NES games that didn't have common stuff, uh, like Jeopardy 25th anniversary. Sure. Things like that. And a few Super Nintendo games, um, Gradius 3, R-Type, something. There was a couple others. I don't remember. So. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple of games to add to the collection from Christmas, which is kind of cool. I uh, decided to, well, Ryan, you've been inspiring me lately. I'll, I'll preface this. I don't that, know how, uh, but sure. You're my, you're my inspiration. I don't no. know what, I think that's a song by Air Supply. A lot of pressure. But, okay. Yeah, so you, you <clears> just, <throat> you have all of these great gaming memories with your son, and you're like, oh, he's so great. Like, you just, you just your pants over how awesome he is at video games and you were talking about unraveled and you're yeah. like oh we got that done in in four hours and it was it was a good story and so you inspired me i was like liam we should try this together let's play unraveled and so i was picturing this like awesome moment he and i sitting down on the couch just enjoying a game that you made sound like it was it wasn't too difficult me and my son breezed through it we were screaming at each other <laughs> within an hour, yelling at each other. And then he's like, I quit. And he just walks away. What? And then he comes back and he's like, you're not doing it right. I was like, no, you're not doing it right. And uh, <laughs> did we play the same uh, game? Um, yeah. It, you uh, tore our family apart. Thank you for well, that. It's called Unravel so, for a reason, I guess, right? My wife and I are getting separated now, and mm. uh, Liam is choosing to go with her. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I was like, visually, I was like, hey, this is really cool looking. And uh, I mean, it's weird. You know, of course, it's yeah, a little weird. Yeah, that story thing I was telling you about doesn't make any sense, right? Like, it doesn't fit with the, the visuals. No. Yeah. No, it it doesn't quite make sense, but. Um, we got through <laughs> the first, I don't know, maybe the first act and sure. we we're like, oh, this is, this is fun. And then after that, we just started screaming at each other. It's unfortunate. And so I was like, Ryan said this was good. <laughs> and right. Well, I mean, and, for us, yeah, it seemed pretty he's, smooth. He's blaming me. I'm blaming him. Yeah. And then uh, we had people over for Christmas and they were yelling like, you're not doing it right. You got to push. I was like all right, this is <laughs> stressful and this is Ryan's fault. Oh, so. man. That is, that is so funny because uh, we kind of have a similar experience because we oh, did really? the same thing. Uh, we were looking for a co-op game with the kids and uh, my wife started playing Unraveled with my son and my son was not taking it seriously and doing all this crappy stuff to my wife <laughs> she was getting mad uh and then they got to like the fourth or fifth level or something and like these little fire guys were chasing you 
Yes, yeah. this is my problem. This is where everything blew up. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was too much for my son because later on that night, he was freaking out that the house was going to burn down and each other stuff. So I'm like, okay, maybe this game, we need to oh take a gosh. break yeah. from this game. Uh, so me and my wife finished it and yeah, that story is, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm sorry. I, we, I mean, not that my son and I didn't get into some arguing matches, but we kind of just got into a groove with my son where I'd be like, all right, like we get to attempt this the way that you think it needs to be done about half a dozen times. And then I'm using the combined feature and picking you up and dad's going to take us home. Yeah. And eventually that was the rhythm we settled into, which for the most part works minus a couple of puzzles where you really have to act independently you have to do both yeah right yeah and too bad my son didn't know how to even jump on my back i was like all right i'll get you through this and he i was like press y and he's like i can't i'm pressing y nothing's happening i was like the simplest task you made into this like giant fight hold it down i'm not holding it down long enough and uh ryan you it's, ruined it's us a, i was it's a simple family-friendly game i don't know what happened you here. just made it this beautiful thing and i wanted to experience what you experienced with my son except for it turned into like the worst Christmas game. Now ever. the real so experience is that. if I sit down with your son, what will the outcome be? <laughs> I want Ryan to be my dad. <laughs> Why can't you be more like Ryan? Uh, oh my god! You just have to get to that last level, and then it's it's like all the the hard those puzzles are really easy, end, like the gauntlet. Yeah, like that. That's that's my biggest complaint with that game. Other than the nonsense story, is just like that wall that you hit of like. You've done nothing to prep us for like the type of puzzle you've just thrown in here, and now there's like eight of them in a row. Like sure, once you get through I mean, the that... first one, you're like, okay, because you know what I'm talking yeah. about that box one where you have to like loop around and like get the cog. That one is oh, bullshit. Yeah. That's yeah. complete bullshit. But once you get outside on the river, <sighs> yeah, you got the, all the other skills. It's like you're just breezing through the end to the end there. Yeah, other than but... some like dumb blind jumps, right, where you fall yeah. into the black goo. But yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I like it. It's a stop. It's simple. Just stop. I don't want to hear it anymore. Okay. That you guys are downplaying well, this. Now that we're, Me and my son will uh, never see the ending of my, this game. My son is probably afraid from turkeys for the rest of his life. That was an oh awesome gosh. section and strange. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, weird. Well, now that we're already all mad at each other, why don't we jump into Byron <laughs> Burn? So yeah. well, then we'll get back into topics. Um, so Byron Burn. If you're new to the show, it used to be our opening segment every time. We're bringing it back here occasionally. Uh, so what we do is we pick three games, usually for a given system. Uh, we'll play them all individually and then decide which ones we would personally buy, rent, or burn. Uh, we have done something new uh, for this episode, and we've gone with the Neo Geo. Uh, the almighty Neo Geo. Four bright buttons, two joysticks. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. I can't cab, get that song out of my head. name that sticks. Uh, so we're going to go with these games we've looked at for Neo Geo. We've got, we we played Metal Slug. Uh, we've also played Magician Lord and Ghost Pilots. Some different games here. You know, you got a, your Contra-esque running gun. You've got a action platformer, and then you've got a, I guess, kind of vertical scrolling shmup. Um, we might as well start off with Metal Slug. It's the one that everyone's going to know about. It's probably going to be the one that's going to be the buy for most of us. I don't know how you don't buy it, but let's talk about Metal Slug. First entry, um, a lot of people compare Metal Slug to, in gameplay style, to Contra. I've never felt that was quite fair. Um, <clears throat> I think they both involve soldiers with guns 
and a lot of cheap deaths and a lot of memorization, but uh, there's something about Metal Slug and the animation, uh, the, the the art style, the characters, the power-ups, uh, the humor built into it that I think takes Metal Slug in a direction that is unique uh, in that genre just within itself. Like, there is no... A lot of people try to ape Metal Slug, but nobody really nails it the way that they do as a complete package. Um, this one, you can tell, pushes the Neo Geo to the limits. There's a ton of slowdown. Uh, there is in pretty much every Metal Slug, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because there's a lot of shit on screen, but... This one's a classic. W- what did you guys think playing it again? It, it's a classic. It It's so good. I love it. Um, I mean, I my Neo Geo experience is very little, but this is a game that I played quite a bit, um, obviously on uh, arcade and um, to compare it to Contra is, is not right. This is so much superior to Contra and uh, um, yeah, the graphics, the colors, the the audio, all of that stuff is it's just the, the total package. The slowdown is noticeable and annoying at times, but. Uh, you know, growing up on the NES, that was a pretty common thing in most games anyways. I think one thing that I thought was really interesting, and I didn't really know this, that the Neo Geo's lifespan was so long, and that actually came out quite a bit later into the to the kind of mid-council, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, to compare it to these other two games is really interesting because those are 1990 games to a 1996 game. And uh, it's just interesting how they were pushing that uh, that hardware a little bit. But I I mean, Metal Slug, you can't can't go wrong. And they just keep on making them or they did up until like 2000 something. Yeah. What so, is Metal Slug impressive. XX was the last one. That's pretty recent. You get that oh, for PS4. Yeah, XX or X or, yeah. I think it's XX. Because there's oh, that's X. that's a new one. Oh, okay. But then there's Metal Slug XX, which I have in my PS4, I'm pretty sure. Okay. That's great. Are those remakes? I don't remember. Uh, So X is like a hyper version of 2, but here, just let me double check. But I swear yeah. Metal Slug XX was one that was released just on, like, last gen of console or this current gen. Because I have it on PS4. So, yeah, technically technically Metal Slug 7. So, Metal Slug XX came out 2007. It was announced in 2007. Hold on, when did it actually release? This is Wikipedia, so it's obviously true. Yeah, 100%. Came out in 2008, yeah. Oh, this is, oh. Wow. That's a DS one? No, Metal Slug 7 is, yeah, that was DS. What the hell is X? What's the one on PS4? So I think it might have been... Okay, so it looks like it was rebranded and re-released on PlayStation 4, PlayStation Portable, and Xbox Live Arcade as Metal Slug XX. So so again, yeah, they stuck with the X branding and it's a repackage, but yeah. There's just something that is just fun when you like free that hippie guy, that soldier hippie guy. I can't (laughs) remember his name. Yeah, like there's there's just something that's so fun about that and him like... You know, cheering you on or throwing stuff at you or whatever that uh, I think is just, I don't know, it's just nostalgic to me. I think it's, yeah. I think it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. The, I mean, the guy was tied up in nothing but his underwear, but yet he has a heavy machine gun. It was in the beard. <laughs> it was in the beard. <laughs> Beards conceal all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the almost every power up in here is just like super satisfying. 
Yeah. Like all the guns are, you know, <clears throat> you play Contra and it's like the spread shot. That's about it. And then you don't want the other ones really. And this one, it's like pretty much all of them. You can, you can wreak havoc with every power up. Yeah. You know, and I think the thing that you, you don't really think about, but I think is true to Metal Slug success is like at the era when Metal Slug started hitting the Neo Geo cabs, it was kind of like right on parody and right on par with like um, 16-bit consoles where you were starting to see like hand-drawn Disney animation look near perfect on console games. And then I think like Metal Slug just kind of fell right into that. So when you were a kid, you're just like, wow, this looks just like this amazing cartoon, only you had no IP to base it on, right? But it was that same kind of like wow factor where it was just super fluid and it felt like you were playing through a cartoon versus a game. And I think that's something that really jumps out from that series and kind of makes it stand apart from other Neo Geo releases because nobody really has an art style that nails it to that extent um, as far as like a cartoon fluid feel. And I think honestly, like, yeah, there's solid gameplay, but I think that's really just kind of like what brings people in. At least got it got the quarters in, right? Like I threw a quarter into it because of the way it looked, not because of the way it played. Yep. Right. Yeah. The animation especially, like it doesn't have to have all that movement and frames to the animation. Right. But it does, you know, and it really does look like a cartoon at that point. Right. Which well, we may as well jump right into Magician Lord. So let's let's compare that against Magician Lord where You've got this fluidity from Metal Slug in these characters, and then you have uh, the magician from Magician Lord who looks like he's got a magician banana up his magician ass because he just <laughs> walks like pinched cheeks across so the stiff. screen. <laughs> so stiff. And, and like he has one of the early hallmarks of like, I would say Sega and I would say SNK were the two companies that really brought this in that era was like large sprites. Like that was a Dope. big deal back then. And the, the character sprite from magician Lord is huge. The enemies are huge. Like that was a big, like, holy crap moment in arcades back then. Um, so it kind of brought something really unique and it brought like a platformer to, you know, the arcades, which you didn't see a lot. And I think one of the things that I really love about it too, is just something simple that you maybe don't think about, especially in arcades is that I can scroll left and right. Like, right, if I come up against a dead end or I want to approach an enemy in a different way, I can go back, I can drop down, and you don't have like this respawning of enemies like you have on home consoles back in the day. Like, the you know, in the NES and Super Nintendo, like if you if something went off screen, it was back two seconds later to screw you up. Like, that doesn't happen here, which is also another like huge plus to um, kind of like getting through the game and like developing your own strategy to traverse those levels. So, certainly an earlier game uh for the neo geo but still impressive it is it i mean it's weird it is weird the guy moves so stiff and just awkward but will fly up a ladder so quick (laughs) which is just i mean it just it just doesn't really make any sense that game is so hard so difficult uh there's just a lot coming at you and um just so many ways to die and but there's depth to the game and i i think um that that just allows the playability to be there where uh you get a little bit further and you get a little bit further and uh you figure out a pattern or whatever it is but when you to me when you're having that platform 
action platform style, like the character has to move well. And, and I think that that makes platforming so important. And so like the Mega Mans and all of that stuff, it's all about character movement. And when you're trying to push a clunky guy around, it just, it misses uh, on many levels. So it brings, you know, the colors there, the audio's there. But as soon as you have something clunky like that, it just brings the excitement way down. But uh, it would be interesting if they could take that from 1990 and remake it in 96 on the Neo Geo and to see what they would have done different would have been really interesting. Yeah, I think so, too. Like it, it, it's interesting and pretty good for an arcade platformer, I would say. Um, but it's, it's like you said, balls hard. So it's supposed to eat your quarters, but because it's an arcade game, but like the going to the continue screen and then instantly, you know, hitting start or whatever for another credit and you start, start right where you died. That was like amazing to me for whatever reason, because, you know, like NES platformers or whatever, it's like, start over, start over, start over. Right. Whenever you hit a continue screen. So it was it makes sense because it's an arcade game, but it just surprised me that it was like instantly right there, right where you died. And actually on the home version of that. So there's two versions of that game. AES so, and MBS. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the home version, when you die, mm. the continue will bring you back to the beginning of the stage. Oh, okay. So there is some benefits to actually play the arcade where you can just like continue to move on yeah. and move forward instead of having to traverse all the way back through. Um, so I'd prefer the arcade version a, too. A lot of those AES cards too gave you an option in the menu too. Like if you went into the settings to pick if you want to play the AES or the MVS ROM, but I don't know. Andy's the only one of us with the hardware end game to confirm that. So. Yeah, I I have the game, but uh, the controller was in the um, in the box in the other room in the other closet. Didn't want to get the controller out. <laughs> like, yeah, so I'm gonna emulate this bitch. Yep. Yeah, that's a fair call. <laughs> that's funny. So let's talk about um, I guess our last one, uh, Ghost Pilots. Um, so there's a lot of shoot 'em ups. You mean 1942? Yeah, so there's a lot of shoot 'em ups on the AES and the MVS. I think Last Resort and like a few others always get bundled in and talked about. Nobody really talks about Ghost Pilots. Um, Ghost Pilots, yeah, it's kind of it's if 1942 uh was combined with Raiden as far as like the screen scrolling, um, but then just you're kind of more 1942 ish standard military looking aircraft mm-hmm. and stuff it's it's an inc- not a bullet hell though no, not a bullet no, hell it's, type it's shooter. definitely not um it's a very slow scrolling shooter uh it doesn't do anything particularly great but everything it does it does competently and well to the point where i kind of really like this game i just i just kind of like you get in a groove with a game like this and even though it's nothing amazing it's just good enough and entertaining enough stressful enough that i just kind of keep going with it i don't know i i will say it's one of those games where if you die and lose your power up at an inopportune time you might as well just call it a day because you yeah. that's it you got to keep your power yep. ups yeah it, it it's very limited though with i mean it's it's not that bullet hell 
you know, style where there's lightning coming from everywhere when you press B or, you know, whatever. So it's a very traditional, you have a main gun that you can broaden with, uh, you know, multiple bullets, but then also move to like a, a two types of bombs that you can choose at the beginning. And, um, and so, but they kind of operate in the same way, right? I guess. But uh, it, this is, I mean, it screams 1942. I instantly thought of uh, Sky Shark on the NES. Just that's oh, sure. a very similar look. The colors of the airplanes being red. And um, it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's one of those shooters, though, if you can lock in and just settle in, um, it, it's really fun. But the, I mean, the downside is with those types of shooters, they make your sprites so big. And so your hitbox is just so much bigger than everybody else's. And then, yeah, you get hit mid, you know, mid battle of something that then you just go back down to a standard gun. You're screwed. You might as well just, yeah, hang it up, call it quits. But, um, for some reason, these types of games just hit me where I get nostalgic to them and they're not, overly fancy or anything but they play well it does move slow that right that's frustrating i wish i wish there was a power up that you could go you could adjust your speed somehow or you know have some type of boost so it really makes you just sit in the pocket and it can get a little monotonous after a while but it's it's just really fun yeah it's uh it's just one of those shooters. I, when you guys were talking, I just thought of something that I don't know if I've ever tested. What happens if you touch a tank? Do you die? I, or do yeah, you fly I right know. over it? Like I it, shoot the tank. I yeah, I've never games. tried it. Yeah. <clears throat> because there is a land to ground element because to blow up buildings and get like the extra stars and stuff, you have to use your bomb. So yeah, yeah. maybe you could fly over a tank. I think you can. Yeah, I think you can fly right over them. But you don't want to because the tanks yeah. are bastards and they're the ones that you really yeah. need to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kill them. Yeah. It's probably Nazis in there. So it's just best to. Oh, 100% <laughs> Nazis. Just shoot them if you can. Just... Actually, what is. Oh, we didn't read the description. I think there is something with like Germany in there. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, most something... of these things are based off of World Wars. So. World War II. It's kind of assume that Germany's the bad guy in those cases. <laughs> oh, one one hundred percent. Unless you're from Germany, then I don't know. Well, not Germany itself, but Nazi Germany. Right. Yeah. Very, very different. Marginally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so brief, brief discussion on each of those. So of Metal Slug, Magician Lord, and Ghost Pilots. Which one are we gonna buy, rent, or burn? I guess Andy, we'll start with you. What 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 are your thoughts on these? Oh man, you know it's tough because I, I was talking to you this kind of before that, you know, Ghost Pilots is probably the most well rounded game. Like it does everything that it wants to do perfectly. Yeah. Uh but it's just it's one of those and I've played those games before. Yeah. Where Metal Slug is totally different you know metal slug is like still around today you know mercenary kings is metal slug it's it's just a classic and everything to go after it and it's it's a great game other than the slowdown and 
Uh, like, I don't like driving a metal slug where the control of the tank and the aim of the bullets are on the same stick. Yep. That kind of sucks. But outside of that, I mean, it's it's almost perfect. And I actually like the this one better. I don't think this one had like zombies and all that other shit that came later, right? I think that was to introduce that, yeah. Yeah. The weird alien I stuff. Wasn't a huge fan of that stuff where this one was just a plain old run and gun. Yeah. So that'd be that'll be my buy and I Ghost Pilot's a close second, I guess. Uh Magician Lord is good for <laughs> what it is, but I don't know. It's kind of what it is, right? Like right. even like the orbs and stuff like there's not a whole lot of strategy that you can do to pick the one that you want or the you know the change that you get you just get what you get and it's like well what's the point plus you know? plus why know. is like 1990s arsenio hall the bad guy like <laughs> <laughs> that's why i can't figure uh, out <clears throat> yeah <laughs> all right nate what are your thoughts i think it's very clear Magician Lord is a buy. Oh, 100%. Oh, bold move. No, uh, I mean, Metal Slug. That's that's for sure the buy in this situation. Um, I would say that 1942 is a close second. (laughs) Close pilots. No, 1942. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say that it's close, but yeah, there's something about Metal Slug. Metal Slug is everywhere, it's playable. When you think of Neo Geo, I don't think of Ghost Pilots. I don't think of Magician Lord. I think of, oh, we're playing some Metal Slug today. And, and so that that's for sure my buy. My rent is going to be uh, 1942. And Ghost Pilots. I think, oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> Just for <laughs> yeah. our listeners' sake. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ghost Pilots is my rent. And then Magician Lord isn't terrible. It's clunky. Yeah. Um, so I had a hard time just saying burn that game. But, you know, with our history of buy, rent, burn, the burn is typically pretty bad. Uh, this isn't an awful game. Yeah. It's just it's arguably a classic, it, really. It is, but it just doesn't hold up to, you know, these kind of two big titans for, for that. Yep. Ryan. Yeah, I mean... We kind of shot ourselves in the foot by including a Metal Slug game in this list. Obviously, the people who are Neo Geo fans are probably cursing at us for not picking fighting games. Well, fighting games in this scenario, solo, it's kind of tough, right? Um, Can we seriously judge fighting games anyway? Right. Yeah, none of us are aficionados. I mean, out of (laughs) outside of Nate Street Fighter cred, I guess. But yeah, I mean... I have no cred. I don't you, even know the combos. You want a game you or can't, two? You can't throw my name in there. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm buying Metal Slug 100%. Ghost Pilots is a very underappreciated and under-talked about um, game for the Neo Geo. It's a great shoot 'em up um, It's vanilla, and I think that's what... It, it doesn't have the... I don't know, there's always like a little bit of like a... Kind of like a Neo Geo heart or a Neo Geo special herbs and spices you know colonel sanders recipe but uh there's a lot of a lot of food analogies it's like here. kfc consoles got me all screwed up i'm just thinking about playing that game with my chicken warming next to me um <clears throat> so it's a good game um that'd be my rent the magician lord i i guess 
you know, I would say when I think of Neo Geo, that's probably one of the top 10 games that comes into my head. Um, but it's not one that it's one that I like a lot, but I don't think it holds up. I think it was a good showpiece for the point in time. It wasn't a bad arcade game, but considering it also came out on the AES, which is a home console, it's not a great platformer in that context, especially mm-hmm. in the era of great platformers. So <clears throat> I'll burn it. I don't want to, but I'll burn it. And that, and I haven't said this in a long time, is another Byron Burn in the books. Boo, yes. I think it goes to say that uh, if we can go by price of these cartridges, yeah, that's pretty much the same picks that we have. I was going to say, Magician Lord's like the redhead stepchild of like carts for the AES and MVS. Yes, yeah. the Keith Courage. Yeah. Where Metal Slug is uh, currently fifteen hundred dollars, apparently. What? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oof. No wonder why everybody gets multi carts or emulates. Yeah. I'm gonna break into your house, Andy, and steal <laughs> for AES anyway. Yeah, yeah. MVS is That's cheap. Crazy. MVS is probably cheap. Seventy-seven bucks <laughs> for AES. Wow. I guess or MVS. It's not bad. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. What is that last one? Yeah. Some of them go crazy. So I wanted to talk about something that I've been meaning to talk about. I just kept forgetting to add to the list because, well, one, we didn't record pretty much the entire month that I would have talked about this in, and then we got back and we were winging it. But uh, the CW show, Supernatural, anybody who's listened for a while probably knows that I'm a big fan of that show. Watched its entire 15 season run. It's been a part of my life since my wife and I were just wasted so we're just many, dating in college so time. to right now kids that are almost in middle school. Um, yeah, it wrapped up. Uh, it had a delayed ending to season fifteen because of COVID. <clears throat> I just want to talk about the finale a little bit because I'm I'm not sure how to feel about that because they did the thing that you don't want to see them do with shows so. To be continued? No, so basically... Dream? Oh. They did, like, a time lapse, uh, so it was weird. Like, they did what I appreciated, like, this show, so the original writer, seasons one through five, he essentially ended the show. The show continued past season five without him. It's gone through different story arcs, highs and lows. Arguably, there are periods that are better. The first five seasons are very much, these are legit, scary, horror episodes uh outside of that it can't it started becoming kind of a soap opera and you know sometimes they went with strong narratives throughout seasons sometimes they went episode to episode they did what i appreciate and what i I think uh supernatural does best is it sticks to episodic stories it's like early x files you go in there's a monster you solve the problem boom they did that for most of this season there was an overarching storyline they they wrapped that storyline one episode before the finale. Um, and then you get into the finale and essentially the big pivotal plot point happens. Um, we can just talk about it. Like, ah, I don't want it cause I don't want to ruin it for people who want to do it. But anyway, the big thing happens and then you look over at the clock and you realize, Oh fuck. We're 30 minutes into this episode. They're going to do what I think they're going to do. I don't want them to do it. And then they do it. And it's like, uh, 
I feel like this is the most vague. <laughs> like, I, I've never seen an episode. It's such, so I'm a, like, what it's such a good about? show. I would like to. <sighs> okay. I I strongly recommend people watch this. So I'll, I'll do some spoilers if you don't want to ruin it. Anyway, second to last episode, they win. the 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 big overarching storyline is done. Who wins? Uh, the The Winchesters, the good guys. They uh, oh, okay. don't kill God, but they make him mortal. Uh, a Nephilim becomes God. It's confusing. God's a bad guy in in this. Trust me on that. Uh, and then happy ending the new nephilim is actually what you would expect god to be he's all happy leaves everybody's happy brings because god killed everybody uh he's not exactly great he killed the whole universe uh so they were the last two humans alive because he thought it'd be funny to just like watch them die alone um so anyway happy we won everything's good people are back and then that was the end so you're like but there's one more episode so what's gonna happen so then the two brothers who are the protagonists, um, essentially at this point, through the ending of the episode prior and the subsequent stuff leading up to that, the two or three episodes, basically like they've killed off every other character or eliminated every other character in that universe. So there's no like happy ending gathering sort of thing. But <clears throat> last episode, one of the brothers, just on an ordinary vampire hunt, just gets shoved into a wall that happens to have a big spike in it impales him he dies which they just let him die which is kind of strange because they both died several times and gone to hell and like brought each other back uh anyway <laughs> throw that out so he's dead and then it goes into the other brother who's still alive like living his life and like raising a kid and like growing old and dying naturally the other guy's up in heaven well the new heaven because the heaven's fixed because the bad god's heaven was bad so they fixed it so it's good heaven like you'd expect heaven to maybe be I, it's weird anyway and then the other brother dies. Of, they both die. They die. So the one brother dies. 30 minutes later, the other brother dies of old age. And boop, magically, they're 35-ish again in heaven. And they're like, hey, fiving and driving in cars. And that's the show. And I was like, really? 15, 15 seasons? 15 years. Wow. This is the best we could do. And then they like... How would you have ended it? Then they all stood on a bridge and the whole cast and crew thanked everybody. It was very touching. And like you could tell, like it meant a lot to those people. I don't know how it ended. It. I guess that probably wasn't the best way. The the those characters and the initial writer, it was never intended to end happily. So the original season five ending is arguably the ending that should have happened in the show, which is the brother who died would have gotten to go and live his life with his girlfriend and then like adopted son at the time, and then the brother who lived would have been in hell because he was the a vessel for Lucifer. So they threw him in the pit uh, so that, you know, Lucifer stayed in hell. And that should have been the ending, like not happy. And I guess, while not exactly happy. This ending isn't exactly unhappy. It was very strange. It was a very like cheesy. We tried to make you feel good sort of ending to a show that maybe didn't really need that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do. They gave you 15 seasons. Most of it's good if not great. So I guess a kind of, I, I guess if I was going to compare this to how offended I am on a scale of finales, I would say it's nowhere near as pissed off as I was at Seinfeld. What about lost? Oh fuck lost. So yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things compared to lost or Seinfeld, 
this is a damn good season or series finale, but it's an amazing ending. It just, I don't know. It didn't quite hit me right. It didn't feel like it did the characters justice. It didn't feel like it did the world justice because it doesn't make sense in the context of that show that everything's just happy. Like you could argue that because I'm leaving out some details about like how the world is maybe more balanced now because they're also, this is confusing, but they're also friends. They kind of put the person into hell who's running hell now. It's not Lucifer. Lucifer's, it's confusing. They're buddies with the master of hell, essentially. Doesn't matter. So she's kind of like taken to, we're not going to claim souls. We're only going to take souls that come to it. We're only going to take souls that would naturally flow to hell and not like go out and pollute the world. So in theory, everything's in balance now, which doesn't, I don't know. That's not, that's not how the show should have ended in my, in my opinion. Like that doesn't work. It sounds like that's how the show shouldn't even start. (laughs) It's just, I, it, how is this weird. not an anime? What you're describing to me, like this is. I mean, they're animated. This episodes. is just anime. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm explaining to you a lot of details that took years to develop yeah. and stuff too, and I don't know. You're just throwing nuggets out there. Yeah. That's crazy. Has yeah. there ever been a good series finale? I don't know. Lost. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Lost was an abortion. The entire I wasted, show. I wasted so much of my life. What was the ending of Lost? They were all dead, right? Right, they were in the purgatory, they were uh, purgatory, right? right? Purgatory. Yeah. 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 I don't know. At least Sam and Dean. That show sucked me in, and then all of a sucked. sudden, I was like, "What happened? <sighs> Why am I still watching this? What?" The perfect time to what's going leave on Lost is like when they get to a guy pushing a button in a bunker for no reason. That's yep. when you stop. <laughs> yep. Like, nope, yep. done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was right when the yeah. So I guess Whenever I can. <laughs> show is writing in front of like putting tracks in front of the train. It's not a good, yeah, good way to start, end a show. So I can honestly say like Supernatural did not have those moments. It had a season or two that I would toss out, but I don't know. It's kind of sad to see it go because it's been the show that, like, for the longest time, my wife and I would we would just buy the series on box set every year on the holidays, and like that was our New Year's. Like before we had kids and everything, we would just like binge. Like they used to be twenty some season episodes, I think they probably still are, or twenty some episode seasons, and we would just watch them all. And I don't know, it's a good show. I'm bittersweet ending, little mad about it, but at the same time, can't be too good or too bad or mad. I mean, you know, at least they, at least they taught God good. That'll that'll teach me to be a jerk. So, what superhero show did they replace it with? <sighs> Well, I guess the one brother is going to be, yeah, the one brother is going to be uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, and the other brothers continue on doing production uh, for CW. So huh. we'll see. We'll see what replaces it. Sad. A little sad. I highly recommend everyone watch that show. I've gone. So after the, after it ended, we started rewatching it from the beginning. I definitely love the vibe of like the early seasons that are like genuine horror movies. Like the production is completely different. and. The acting's not as good, but it's a cool show. It's I, I mean, I've told you this before that I would love to, but it's only like three hundred and some episodes. 15, it's fine. Yeah. Fifteen seasons is uh it's intimidating. Yeah. That's a lot to commit to. <clears throat> yeah. It's good stuff. So what is uh, Work Boy? <laughs> Work Boy? Oh my god, this is like the greatest story never told. 
So this just came out in the last couple of weeks where uh, <clears throat> there was a fabled accessory for the Game Boy called the Work Boy, and it was being developed. It was covered in a bunch of news outlets. It was supposed to have a premiere like release event in like the end of ninety two, early ninety three. It was like a full fledged like PDA and computer attachment for the Game Boy, like full keyboard. Really neat. Um, so everyone thought like it was just lost to time, and like many people have been investigating it. <coughs> trying to find information well this youtuber over the last year or so started reaching out based on articles names checking facebook sorry i'm coughing uh, on mute uh and he and he found uh, a few people from the early company who were developing this thing we're about to release it had been working on the software and um found out that it was rumored that a prototype or two existed potentially nintendo had one and then one of the leading engineers might have had one who worked at the company so the guy he gets a hold of puts him in touch with the other guy from the company it turns out in doing a video chat um and this is all on a great youtube video highly recommend checking it out like these are the kind of stories that i live for um, he's just talking to him, and they're talking about the idea behind it, why it didn't get released. Obviously, and they they kind of decided like the big thing was about the time this was going to go to market for about eighty ninety dollars at the time was when they were going to slash the price on the Game Boy, so the Game Boy would have been priced right on par with that or slightly under. So they figured like there was no market for it, right? Who's going to buy an accessory that's more than the console? Um, but then he's talking to this guy, and he mentions, "Yeah, I'm looking over at the shelf at the, you know, at the work boy or whatever." He's like, "What?" He's like. Can I back up there? Like, are you telling me you have a prototype on your sh shelf? He's like, yeah. So he walks over and he gets it, starts showing it to him. So this guy obviously gets like super excited and wants to know if it works. He's like, maybe I can like, can you test it out? And the dude who owned the work boy has said, well, I'd love to, but I don't have a work boy. So I have a better idea. And he ends up shipping uh, this one and only uh, prototype to this guy who's conducting this kind of like goose chase, right? So he gets it, which is amazing that he would just give it, to, like, ship it to him. Like, unbelievable. But he does, and they're, like, starting to work with it. And, like, the the idea was, and, like, all the promo videos and everything was that this just plugged in by the extension port through your Game Boy, and it would just work, right? Well, that wasn't so much the case. As you would suspect, it needed software that came on a cart, and then it would also interface with uh, the Work Boy, this... this kind of computer keyboard thing and um so he's playing around with it doesn't work well it also happens coincidentally within a matter of weeks we're talking tiniest window of this guy getting his hands on the prototype the fucking giga leak drops and the giga leak from nintendo contains near complete software for the fucking work boy and through a group they're able to find it get it in a workable state, well, it, they can get it running. The software doesn't do anything on a normal Game Boy. It needs the Work Boy to, like, interface and use the buttons on that to navigate. So everyone thought this was, like, kind of a janky, broken software that was, like, too early to work. No, it wasn't. So the guy gets it, loads it onto a ROM, flasher, cart, puts it in the Game Boy, plugs in the Work Boy, fucking works. Million wow. to one odds that this happens only existing prototype functions flawlessly it's got like 
world maps. You can select countries. It'll play the fucking national anthem. It'll do currency conversion. It's just unbelievable. And no one's ever been able to confirm its existence or that it worked or that it ever neared completion. This is a one of a kind like investigation project. And then just the alignment with the giga leak, say what you want about piracy, but when it fills in gaps like this, that's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. That's insane. Wow. You're going to have to send me that. Oh, link. It's so good. I'll send it to you after the show. I loved it. Yeah. I was just like, of course, awesome. like what are the odds that someone would like have that? Yeah. And it was just, That's it's crazy. funny because it was just like so far gone when he was interviewing the people who worked on this thing. They just, they honestly, it had been so many years back that they just couldn't remember how everything really worked or what stages things were at. And yeah, it was nuts. But yeah, essentially you would have like had a Game Boy PDA, like a fairly robust one with a nice little keyboard yeah. and you just sit there and dick around with it. And hmm. it was cool, man. Wow. I got that on my game.com. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where they got the idea from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't use those uh, functions that much as a kid, but yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm honestly hoping, like, at the end of this, that this thing ends up in a museum, uh, mm-hmm. either in Texas or, I guess, in the UK. I think it might have been a UK-based company. I'm not sure. Um, or maybe with a video game history museum or foundation would be ideal. But it'd be nice if we could preserve this piece of culture. No. That's that's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. I There's no way that would have went over here. Like Game Boy, I feel like here was I don't know. I mean, a lot of adults had it for Tetris, but besides that, I just don't see them using it as that device. Yeah, I mean, I guess they debuted it at CES, so they must have been really? intending it to come to American markets, but you know, huh? Very cool, though. Very very cool story. Like. I mean, that's up there with the Nintendo PlayStation prototype, right? And except that was like well documented that documented that it was a thing, and this was just a goofy accessory. Work. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't work, but yeah, just f- freaking cool. I loved it. Yeah, what are the odds? That's nuts. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> what about Donut County? Uh, Donut County was a game that was, uh, on sale on PlayStation, so bought it, and it's kind of like Katamari, but you're a hole just making it bigger and sucking things through until you're just <laughs> like... Yeah, I was gonna say, it's got real dirty real quick. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's very satisfying. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> satisfied with this game. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this is an out of context uh, really fast. Uh, yep. It's been a while since we've had one of those. It has been. <laughs> yeah. So you're enjoying it's a, it though? Yeah, but it it feels a lot more like it was made for mobile than it is for PlayStation, but and they're like really bite-sized levels, but overall, it's, it's it's pretty fun. There's a lot more story in it than you'd think there would be, but a lot of humor. Yeah, 
And then uh, on the same sale, we picked up Wadham, which I don't even, I, dude, I don't even know how to describe that game. It it is the game that is from the Katamari. Wadham damn near killed him. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the joke goes, right? It's something like that. Got it. No, it's like everything on Earth has been lost, so you're slowly getting things back, and it's you're just this guy that goes around and you meet different things that come back to you like toilets and trees and bowling pins and it's just like a whole random thing of stuff that you're just not really doing anything with i don't know if it's really a game wait is that the one with like the grassy plane where those like weird characters like talking to each other and stuff yeah toilet bowl guy and Okay, yep. yep. Yeah, they look fucked up. It's really weird. Uh, my son loves it because you can basically become anybody and then go in the toilet and become poop. So <laughs> you just... Of course you would think that the whole island that would be is great. Poop. Yeah. It's a good... Wow. Good one. It's weird. <laughs> you guys can play, been playing anything other than Unraveled? <laughs> oh gosh no i actually have an issue that maybe you guys can help me out with since you're experienced gamer dad rubs some ointment on it two to three times daily oh okay so the burning's <clears throat> you're normal right yeah the oozing not so okay, much consult cause... the doctor if it persists after four to five okay. days <laughs> uh, i wish that was the problem at this point <laughs> um I, I don't know what that meant uh so i i think you're going to find the common denominator in most of my issues is I have an Xbox one controller issue. And so I have rechargeable batteries that I've been using for, for those. I have a nice wall charger and over Christmas break, I decided that I'm going to get some gaming in. I'm going to try to just get some me time, you know, let let my wife take care of the kids and the baby and all of that stuff. I need some me time. That's what the holidays are all about. So, <laughs> so every time that I start up a game, my controller says low battery. So then I charge them and uh, I come back because all my batteries, apparently my son doesn't know how to just plug the charger in. So every single one of my batteries is dead. So I charged everything up. I'm like, all right, me time is going to happen again. My son has a friend over. They're getting into a game. It's my turn to sit down. I only have four batteries. They're dead again. Every time that I've touched that Xbox, the batteries are dead. The common denominator is my son. What do I do? You get another controller that's just yours, and you put it on a shelf that he can't reach. Oh, I was going to, I thought you were going to say get a new son. <laughs> well, maybe after your unraveled troubles. I don't know. <laughs> after, uh, I'm having so many gaming issues with this kid. I was like, plug that, or I was going to say, plug the batteries in. I don't, I know they had it on the 360. I don't know enough about Xbox One because I don't play it enough, but I think there are some battery packs where you can just straight run like a wired USB cable mm-hmm. into it and it will also charge and you can oh, play. Really? So that way you'd have a backup, like worst case oh, option gosh. of like plugging into the wall or a port, you know? He's, he's so bad. He, I want to, 
I mean, I can't say what I want to do. Are you calling yourself a power glove? I just want to slap I don't know what's happening here. Oh, he just moves from, okay, so I killed the Xbox controllers, all of them. I'm just going to walk away now. And so then he'll move to the PlayStation. And then I grab the PlayStation. Okay, well, my Xbox PlayStations are dead. And then I move over to the Switch and he left it off the dock and that's dead. And <sighs> it's time to take it all away. <laughs> time to take it all away. Until he only gets a Switch light. Until he can complete Unraveled, then he'll get everything back. So. I like it. Yeah, torture him. Yeah. That's my Xbox controller uh, issue I, that i've been facing i have the same type of thing like i have a uh, those uh aftermarket battery pack things for them and yeah. on those there's a, like even a stand and then the back has like contacts that are open so all you have to do is just put it on the stand and it'll recharge the batteries. Oh, yeah can't even do that when you're done you know you just can't even put it back where it belongs on <sighs> drives stand. me nuts yep Man, apparently I got a vendetta out on my my son these days, but <laughs> my goodness, just charge the batteries. It's kind of a reason why I always keep like one wired controller for like a lot of the consoles I like. Like, I just got sick of the battery problem. It's kind of started with the PS3 where it was like I was getting 10 minutes at best, so I might as well just have a wired controller. And I've kind of stuck with that. Like, I have wired stuff for the Switch. I have a wired Xbox One controller. Are they long cables? Uh, well, your your setup's a little different than mine, but you usually get 10, 12 feet, but yeah, you might have a hard time. I sit in my game room, you know, three, four feet from mine. So, so I might need a longer dongle? Yeah, you might need a USB extender. Okay. I think if you just get one of those rechargeable battery ones with the USB uh, charger for the battery pack, because then you don't need the USB in the console, you just need enough juice to fire up the wireless connection and then you can plug the USB cord into like a you know wall plug behind you. It'll be yeah. fine. So cheaper than getting a new son. I mean probably. Okay. Hospital bills right. are not look, inexpensive. I'll look into that. <laughs> Ugh, this kid. Not allowed to touch anything nowadays. So my problem Ugh. is my son likes taking the Joy Cons out and he likes using them separated just like that's weird. just wrong that's so many right. i know and then well, of course he doesn't put them back so then you're like where is the left joy con have no idea where it's at <laughs> oh my gosh that would drive me nuts <laughs> yeah that's not good at least mine are together laying on the table dead so <laughs> yep jeez yeah, that's funny i just scolded my son so for playing bad. mario kart the other day with two joy con like, do you want to slide him into the dock controller thingy here? He's like, no, no, this is great. I'm like, no, it's not. Well, I tried to shame it's him into, okay. like, don't use Joy-Cons. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's not, how, that's not how we do it around here. Oh, my gosh. We're pros. You use the pro controller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's bullshit. Right. Ugh. Yeah. So, boys, 2021 is upon us. Actually, 2021 is now. We're, we're recording this and when it that will was be gonna be my question published. is you did start recording when you jumped in oh shoot ah, yeah okay. i did <laughs> my anxiety made, forced me to ask you that question but, yeah no i i knew i'd get yelled at if i didn't um so 2021 everyone sets goals everyone 
has resolutions. They add things to to their their daily lives. So I wanted to see if you had any gaming goals for 2021. It doesn't have to be a massive list. Do you have a game that you're like, this is the year that I want to conquer this game, or I'm going to try to purchase this game? What 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 is your what is your gamer goal for 2021? I can tell you right off the bat that I have no collection goals. I can tell you that after 2020 and not buying games constantly and not feeling pressure to kind of grow my collection because I feel like my collection's gotten to a point where <clears throat> I've hit all the holy grails. I have ways to play the other games that I don't have the physical means to experience. My fire is out. Largely Just twist the knife largely while you're at for it. collecting. I still love and appreciate everything I own. I want to love and play that more. I would say I have no goals in that I'm, respect. I have no games that I feel like I need to go back to. My only, my only, oh my, my gosh, only thing way for, to just poop all my over only this thing subject. for 2021 is I just want to get back to a point where like I find my hobby fun again. Um, I think there was a variety of reasons through 2020 and leading up to that, that kind of pulled me out of it. And I want to just get back into gaming just for me. I want to be excited about my me. collection. I want to enjoy the games I have. I want to do more of it playing it with friends and family that's all i really want and i you know i think just taking a step back from a lot of the other stuff i did and making it less about community which sounds selfish but making it more about like my reasons for doing it i think it'll go a long way in that and that's kind of how i feel about 2021 in my gaming i really wanted you to enjoy your collection on my shelves <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you so, would enjoy that i think i'd have a hard time doing yeah, these podcasts I mean, and like maybe looking at my, my games 2021 goal is to make you hate them all hate your uh, whole entire collection where you're just like take I already, this take i've it already now. sold you some decent stuff to get rid of it so. i know just anytime i can weasel my way into getting more stuff for my shelves yeah. i'm going to yeah so that, I mean that's my thing. I just want to enjoy the hobby again the way I used to. I think yep. I, I think it just comes down to making it, keeping it simple and just going back to the roots is that's all I'm looking yep. at. The roots. I said that very Canadian, didn't I? <laughs> How are you yeah. now? You got you got Quest Love drumming <laughs> for you. The roots. Andy, uh, you got uh, any any 2021 uh, goals? I mean, besides the obvious like backlog that you could say every year and probably never does really get to, but uh, I think this year I'm going to do a little bit more of what I've kind of done this year is basically just open up game pass, see what's on there and go with that instead of yeah. really hyping up a game like cyberpunk and then be like, but got to buy that cyberpunk's out and then being massively disappointed <laughs> in it, you know, like, uh, the Game Pass way seems like a lot better route that way because for the most part, you know, 80% of the time I'm happy with what I'm playing on there. So I don't know. Maybe just yeah. maybe just try to do a whole year of Game Pass almost. Ooh. That's tough to do with, you know, never know what Nintendo has up their sleeve, I guess, but Right. That's a good goal. 2021 game pass gg i love it good goal gg ggs yeah. good games i would say that my goal is very similar to ryan's like I, I love my collection 
I love finding games. I still love doing that kind of stuff. But I feel that I maybe got sucked into, I don't know, doing what other people wanted or looking for things that other people wanted, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that I just want to sit back and appreciate the stuff that, mm. that I have and kind of get back to the things that I really enjoy. And, um, you know, whether that's, I know this is lame taking pictures of, of my games or doing a video or, you know, just kind of getting back to like Ryan said, the roots, enjoying my basement, inviting my friends over to enjoy my basement. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the future games of Tummy Sticks in Nate's basement. <laughs> tummy Sticks? What? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what a Tummy Stick is. I'm so lost right now. <laughs> I want to say I'm looking forward to it as well, <clears throat> but I'm no. also very very nervous to to agree to it. Yeah. This tummy's off limits for any stick. <laughs> Taking pictures of you, I like that. It gets you excited. It's good. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, I just like you to... can't get excited about the drone shots of your games at this point, so you might as well get excited about the. Oh, that was a jerk yeah. move. Sorry, I had to. Actually, after that episode, Did you order one, and some local people throw me some text messages, and they're like, "Yeah, I heard about your your drone," and <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, thanks. Just rub that salt in for me a little bit deeper." Oh, gosh. Oh yeah, and then my wife the other day, I can't remember where we were walking, and she's like, "Do you think your drone's frozen right now?" And I was like, "I hate you, woman. <laughs> I'm about to make you frozen. Dude, I, push you I in the water." I secretly hope that like someone in like Canada gets it someday. Like it just flows north across the border, <laughs> like, and like there's a giant this? mystery, and they track it back to you. Yeah. Uh, it's, They're probably it's flying got it with the cocaine ID number though. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my flight ID is on there, so mm. it could tra- trace it back to me very quick. Cool. If you're in Canada and you're listening to this and you find a drone, send it back. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it. It doesn't work. <laughs> fly it back it's here. They I don't, don't know if like... you can fly across the border like that, can they? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's too bad they don't put like some foam in there, like in the bodies of those, like enough oh, to gosh. just at least make them buoyant. I mean, I guess I understand why right, I'm done but, talking sorry. about this. I'm done talking about this. Tummy sticks. Go back to that. <laughs> I'll talk about tummy sticks. Yeah. Do you like? I feel like tummy sticks is like we take a chopstick. You put one end in your belly button. And I put the other end in my and belly button. Maybe things that happen with and belly you try buttons, to eat but... together like that. <laughs> that's how i picture it like we were at we're at azumi getting sushi oh, man. you're like hey let's tummy stick i want okay. covid to be over so i can go back to azumi <clears throat> that sounds good i want some sushi I'll hit right that with you. yeah once covid's up get some caterpillar uh, yes the caterpillar and the bison roll just all of it yes and andy's gotta come because he doesn't think he likes sushi but i can coordinate you can you can do it I've only had sushi at a Chinese buffet, so I'm yeah. pretty sure I did it wrong. Yeah, well, and I, don't and I do only that. order the ones that are cooked, so as long as you don't mind, like, some fish or shrimp taste, you're fine. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Yes. Mm. I mean, I've had COVID, so I'm good. Let's, let's go in there. That's true. I forgot to talk about how you had COVID. 
and lick your faces so you guys get it. I mean, I appreciate that offer, but maybe I just won't. Maybe I'll just hold on for the vaccine okay. since it's here now. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I guess that's fine. I mean, either. Well, I mean, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how long it takes. Right. I'm just spit in my mouth. We'll get it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or just injected I, I directly. Yeah. <laughs> With a tummy stick. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right, guys. I'm nervous right now. I'm getting uncomfortable. I think the implied stick is maybe what you'd probably think it would be. So I don't want to be injected with that. Well, like, if are we talking gross? <laughs> is it the implied stick? Oh, is it? I think you're getting there. Yeah, thing? you're getting there. I like how I like how oh, your so visual you for it is limp. Gross. Like that's, that's <laughs> Nate's visual for his penis is it's limp and tripled. Oh god, this is great. <laughs> this really uh oh, it's really when it's a sweaty day and your shirt sticks to you. Right. <laughs> that's what it is. My dummy shirt stuck. <laughs> oh, oh you guys make me uncomfortable. That's what we're here for. Yeah, tummy stick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did we have more topics, or did that kind of do it? No, okay. we should definitely end this <laughs> before it goes uh, even okay, further. Yeah, one last plug, shameless plug. Uh, every year, it. I make a home movie Christmas video on my oh, YouTube gosh, channel. Yeah. My family loves them a lot. A lot of people would follow my channel. I love them a love lot. Them. It's for it's for a select audience. We put a lot of work into it. My kids get a kick out of it. If you haven't seen it, my YouTube channel, Vidja Gamer, V I D J A Space Gamer. It's called Christmas Catastrophe. It just got uploaded a couple weeks ago. Hold on to that holiday so spirit. Go view that thing. I'd really appreciate it. Um, it's kind of a, a a Christmas tradition in our household. I know we're past Christmas, but check it out. It's it's the only video I did in 2020. Future content coming as well, What's right? That? Future content's coming out very <sighs> yeah, soon. Yeah, so I don't know. Along with your 2021 gaming goals, I'm debating on whether I go back to oh, doing just videos. Just because I want to do do something, you're going to no, do it? No, we both talked about potentially. Yeah, we did. So we'll see. I actually have a really funny idea, but I mean, I I come up with ideas. I don't follow through that well. I wanted to do a, a parent video. and. Uh, have achievements pop up on the screen with just like stupid things happening. <laughs> like for scolding your children. You know, like video game achievements. It's never mind. It, it was funnier internally, I guess. So you look so defeated. You know, whatever. It'll be good. Let's just do it. We're good. Make a video. No. Go to go to go to Vidya Gamers YouTube. YouTube shameless plug. And watch that uh catastrophe yep. um the video it's really good it's, it's funny something. it's, it's the best video favorites. i put out in 2020 it's also the only video i put out in 2020 <laughs> i i still think my favorite is mario odyssey i still think that's my favorite <laughs> yeah it's one. a toss-up for me it's that one elf off the shelf and then this one now because the toilet paper thing was just that's funny true. like at the very end but yeah anyways Go check it out. It's great. All right, friends. We have come to an end. Or a beginning, because this is 2021 now. So we've come to a beginning. 
it is time to send us your emails. Ryan, do we have any emails to um, read? I forgot the password. Sorry. Oh, okay. So I'm going to assume that there's a lot in there and we're going to read them on the next episode. Uh, so we'll have to do a password recovery. Mm. Make sure you send us your 2021 gamer goals. Send that to weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to reading those. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media as well. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of those things. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. Friends, be kind. Rewind. Tommy Sticks. Chicken Tom Stick. Oh, I know what that means. Banana Sticks.